Every Thursday at 11 o'clock, we talk hockey with our friend Andrew Raycroft. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. This will take a minute. Razor is a popular guy. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around food. By John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. By D'Angelo's Grilled Sandwiches. For a limited time, get 20% off your order using code 2020. And by Brennan's Smoke Shop, the very best smoke shop in Massachusetts and now in New Hampshire. Brennan's, after 30 years, expanding into tax-free Hudson, New Hampshire. <gasps> And Razor wow. joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Holy cow. Everybody loves them. Some Andrew Raycroft. Razor, good morning. Good morning, gang. How's uh, how's everyone making out? Big Thursday football, huh? Cheers. Bill's Mafia in town. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, were you excited uh, that the Royals were in town last <laughs> night? Your thoughts? <laughs> Very exciting. Um, hopefully we hopefully we pounded a bunch of government dollars into driving them around the city and and really went to town on that wasteful dollar. Now, are they still going to be around on Saturday? Can they go to the big Bruins Avalanche game? Get them right on the uh, glass there. That'd be nice. I I believe it caused enough of a fuss over at TD Garden that they might not have been invited back <laughs> after all the work and and loopholes they had to jump through the the hoops they had to jump through to get those get them down on the on yeah, the on fair. the court. Fair. But they are Commonwealth. I, I am a Commonwealth country, as you know, up until '67. So I should uh, I should bow down a little bit easier. Uh, I was going right. to say, what do the people of Canada think about the Royals? Well, we, I mean, we, the Queen, we, the Queen. I played every arena that I played in when we were kids had the Queen at one end. Uh, they were all, you know, we, for you know, basically bow to the Queen, the government. Uh, I, I think we appreciate and respect the monarchy more so than than down here. Do you follow you uh, into the Team Canada World Cup at all? Does that interest you? Oh, well, well, it did, but but today's uh, obviously uh, we have zero chance. We we have not won and we're out. So it, it was it was a sad day uh, getting getting it handed to us by Belgium the other day. But yeah. we were fired up. 10, 15 days ago, yeah. Right, it, right. it was a big accomplishment to get in. Yeah, you got in there. That's nice. Well, I was going to say, yeah. the the Bruins are doing so well. It's almost like, what do we talk about with Razor with this team, <laughs> for God's sakes? Like, this is, we're, we're at pinch me levels with this team here, Razor, are we not? But yeah, this is this is nuts. It's it's bananas, and you just, I go to the rink, and they win, and you, we all just kind of look around and laugh at each other, and like, well, the players come in, they're like, oh my, you know, you did it again, no big deal. So, so yeah, we can. It, it, it will be much easier to talk about the prince and princess than, than the Bruins <laughs> at this point because it's it's rinse and repeat. They're really good. They're really deep. Everyone's playing well, and, and they're getting saves from their goaltender, whoever's in there. Taylor Hall, a couple of goals against the Lightning, and also playing on the third line. Where do you see the perfect spot for Taylor Hall as the, as the year goes on? Well, I think it could be where he is right now. And I, it's so easy not to, as a player, it's so easy not to get hung up on first line, second line, third line when you're on a team like this. Mm-hmm. Now, third line issues happen when you see a line ahead of you not doing well and you're there, or you see a guy on a line ahead of you that you don't think is is in the proper position, that's when the third line and, and different line combination issues come up. Uh, this situation is different. I, you, I don't think you look at the Bruins as a third line and say that's a third line because they're worse than the other two lines. 
It's just the skill set that they have. And I think Taylor Hall fits that combination with Charlie Coyle so well because he uses speed to get the puck. Once Charlie gets the puck, it's very difficult to get it off of him. And the matchup it produces to have an MVP on your third line against other teams is so difficult. So I, I got to imagine that's been communicated really well. Taylor is more than happy to play there from, from my point of view. And, and when you score a couple goals a night, that helps too. Andrew Raycroft of Nesson and, of course, here at WEEI with Gresham Keith. He's with us each and every Thursday talking about the Bees. Um, Linus is dinged a little bit. How do you see the goalie split? I mean, Hellraiser, it, it, at this point, does it even matter who's between the pipes? No, they might toss me in there one of these games just to see if they can really <laughs> challenge themselves. You know, that's what it feels like. They're, All right, we'll just put him and Bozo in there, but... Uh, no, it doesn't. And they're going to play so many games. So this is the last real break they get until the All-Star break, till the start of February. They've been really slow this week. Uh, but starting Saturday, it's every other night, basically all the way through the end of January. So there's going to be lots of ice time for everyone. Linus backing up the other night means he can play. If you're a backup goalie in the NHL, it's not a situation where, where well, we'll put him on the bench because and, and he's not going to play. If you're there, you can play. You're available. So I would imagine they'll get back to somewhat of a an every other slash two, three games segments for these guys going forward. Razor, what did you think of Pat Maroon's response to what Jack Edwards said about him? And for those who missed it, Pat Maroon uh, donated two thousand dollars in the name of Jack Edwards to the Tampa Bay Thrives. Uh, organization which deals with mental health, bullying, body image. Uh, but there was a big response by national writers about what Jack said following the game, and then Pat Maroon responded this way. What, what was your take on the whole situation? It, it seemed to be a measured response. Um, it, you know, the, the best way to go, the high road for Pat Maroon, I think, not to get into the weeds. And I, I'm sure at the end of the day, he understands deep down that, you know, that the the hometown – uh, announcers can can be can get ahead of themselves a little bit at times, and, and certainly um, that might have been the case here. And and I think he took the high road, did a nice job, and and let it just go away rather than making a, a monster deal out of it. Are there a lot of skinny fats in the NHL? Well, there there was when I played. Absolutely. I mean, we you had two or three on every team, guys that that had great hands that could play that that didn't see a gym all summer long. And nowadays, there's much less of it. Everybody's in shape. Everyone's drinking protein shakes when they're like nine years old. So these guys are in much better shape. But there are lots of skinny, skinny fats when I played. No question. Now, by the time we talk to you next, they will already have played not only Colorado on Saturday, but also Bruce Cassidy in Vegas on Monday. So that game will be at the Garden. What kind of reception that Cassidy is going to get, and what do you think it's going to be like with? The players, many of which seems like had an issue with them, uh, welcoming Bruce back and obviously a very good Golden Knights team. Well, it's it's going to be a little more charged for everybody. I'm sure of all people, Cassidy will be the one that, that really wants to stick it to the home team. Uh, I think from the Bruins' point of view, when you're 19-3, and three, nothing's phasing you. Um, I, I think it, the – They've done their communicating with, with how they feel. I, I'm sure there's no hard feelings. I think it's just a matter of it was time for a new voice, and uh, the entire organization has proven that. So, so i got to imagine it, uh, Cassidy will really want to stick it to him. The Bruins will want to not have him have his glory, but 
I would imagine the ovation will be good. It, it might not be quite as good if, if the Bruins were three and nineteen. It might be a, a real a raucous one, a five minute ovation. I think now <laughs> it might be a little less subdued just because of what the Bruins have done this first quarter of the season. Razor, have you ever been in a situation where the other team, like, and and this is so unique, but you mentioned that Cassidy would want to get the win, but what about the Vegas players? Is there any indication as to how they would be taking to Cassidy if they sort of quote-unquote take up for him, knowing how important this game could mean to him personally? Yeah, no, guys Guys definitely recognize it, and they understand and they know when the coaches are going back into their former building, and I'm sure they'll, they'll give him a bit of a hard time going into it, but they'll also recognize that it's important, and, and of course we always, as players, want the coaches to be happy. So, so yes, you're going to have your, your, your antenna up a little bit more going into that building because of, you know, for many reasons, right, the two best teams in each conference – the, the Cassidy issue and, and just wanting to play one of the best teams in the league in the garden. So yeah, the, the players will be, it, it'll be a great game though. There'll be a lot of energy in that. And then the players are going to want to win for Bruce Cassidy. There's no question. Razor. If you're Jim Montgomery and you want to be real picky about things with this Bruins team, what would some of those things be that he could nitpick? Yeah, it, I, I I talked to Jim a little bit. He's around, and, and you hear, you know, what, what can be better? And, and nitpick, that's what coaches have to do in the NHL and in, in, in all sports, and especially when their team's really good. This is when you can really dig in and nitpick and get, in on, get, a, get on the guys about details. The, the couple things, in zone, creating more chances five on five. They're doing a good job holding on to the puck and not just putting pucks to the net but hold on to it and really find where the soft spot is five-on-five five in zone. And then breakouts, under-pressure breakouts against the better teams, like we're going to see a floor check from Colorado. They fly all over the ice. Vegas is the same. So getting out of that zone much quicker and, and more on the same page where you just know where the guy is. So there, there's still a lot of details for this team. And, and again, as a coach, it's so much easier to work on those and, and get on guys' cases when you're 19-3. and three. Now, I think it's a bigger debate in basketball when we're talking about who's the best player, who's in the top 10, that kind of thing. But I'm curious, with Colorado coming on Saturday, how high up would you have Nathan McKinnon if you were ranking players in the league? Oh, I, he's top five, no mm. question. Uh, you got McDavid, I think, is he McDavid's on another level. Yep. He's, he's uh, LeBron James 10 years ago. He's just at a different, like, he should be MVP automatically. Like, first game played. He goes out and has his first shift. All right, give him the MVP. But they, they like Trout. find ways not to give it to him at yeah, this point. That's kind of how that works. Uh, and then it's uh, all right, you put you, you have a Crosby and you have Olby, the old, Patrice Berger on the older group. But of that younger group, Nate McKinnon's right behind mm-hmm. Connor McDavid. Uh, I don't think you're trading Nathan McKinnon for anybody but Connor McDavid in the NHL. Uh, Razor, who goes in the tickle trunk this week? Well, you, you brought it up and, and stole a little bit of the tickle trunk thunder with Taylor Hall. And I think for all the reasons we'd already talked about, the, the two goals certainly this week, but his ability to go down and be really effective with 17 minutes of ice. I thought he's played a 200-foot game as well as anybody on the Bruins team, including Patrice Bergeron, the way he's back pressured, the way he's been responsible in his own zone. I, I've loved his game all year and, and the fact he's chipping in 
And now with that matchup ability on the third line, I'm putting Taylor Hall in the tickle trunk. It's still positive, guys. I can't. I don't know yeah, how to. I mean, I, seriously, like, the coaches uh, can nitpick, but I can't go negative yet. I got to wait for a two game skit or something. Agreed. All right, have you gone uh, Christmas tree yet? Are you uh, tree up? You ready to go? Oh yeah, trees up. Usually I wait till December first, but my daughter was like, "We have to do it Thanksgiving weekend." So we had a little time. Trees up, decorations up, and uh, fortunately, the elf on the shelf showed up this morning. So that was. That was really exciting for me and my wife to have that happen today. Yeah, we were pumped. There you go. Look at that. Well, enjoy. Thank you, Razor. We appreciate it, friend. We will uh, catch you next Thursday. Thank you. Awesome. Good talking, guys.